George Sedan, of Courtney Cronin, Harry Lyles Jr., Frank Isola, our Super Bowl preview. Congratulations, Patrick Mahomes, MVP of the regular season. However, the last nine MVPs of the regular season in the Super Bowl, LLL, LLL, LLL. Yikes! Let's go around the horn. L. Duncan's not on this show. Maybe his acceptance speech should have been just to give the award to Jalen Hurts. <laughs> hey, here we go. Super Bowl preview extravaganza. Let's go around the horn. Who would you rather be? Which quarterback would you rather have? Do you want the number one offense or the number one defense on Sunday? Which coach? Which Kelsey? Which X factor? Which Y factor? I want it all. Spare no expense. But let's start with that MVP curse. And combine that with the NFL passing yards leader never having won the Super Bowl. That, that's where Mahomes is this season. The, the leader in passing yards in an NFL season has never won a Super Bowl. So what do you think's on the line for Patrick Mahomes Sunday? Courtney, start us off. Quite a bit. He'd be the first quarterback to win the MVP and win the Super Bowl since Kurt Warner did mm -hmm. it, you know, decades ago. And on top of that, to win your second Super Bowl in your first five seasons playing, Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger, quarterbacks of this generation, are the only other ones who have accomplished that feat. But you think back to their first wins in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they were an afterthought, but they weren't the centerpiece that Patrick Mahomes was in Super Bowl 54. And he remains the centerpiece of the Chiefs offense now. So to win two Super Bowls, he'd be the only quarterback actively playing with two rings. That's pretty rarefied air. And to do it on top of the fact that he has a bum ankle right now, that only adds to his life. George Dano, to you, how much do you put into that? No MVP has won a Super Bowl in 20-plus years. No passing leader has won a Super Bowl ever. Tony, I believe all that stuff is correlation, not causation. Every single circumstance has to be weighed on its individual merit. So I'm not going to weigh into those types of trends when they're completely different players, completely different teams. That doesn't make any sense to me. But what I will say is I, I slightly disagree with Courtney on this. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, yes, he may have been the centerpiece, but he actually hasn't played well in the Super Bowl. If you look at the two games he's played in, if you want to even break it down by quarters, he's only had one quarter where he's thrown for 58% completion percentage. Like everything else has been less than that. And it kind of reminds me of Roethlisberger in this way, particularly with his first Super Bowl win. If you remember, he was a bit of an afterthought. That was the Jerome Bettis Super Bowl and a Super Bowl mired in controversy about the officials against the Seahawks. So while it's not apples to apples, I do think Patrick Mahomes has a lot to prove in this situation to say he can be the guy to lead his team to a championship. Similar maybe to like Steph Curry when he didn't have the MVP with the Warriors this past season. Frank Isola on that little Super Bowl MVP curse. Yeah. Anything into it. I think George just gave us correlation and causation, in fact. Uh, <laughs> something would tell me that the voting must be flawed somehow because Tom Brady's been pretty dominant. He's won seven Super Bowls. So how can I'm, I'm not buying that curse nonsense. But I will say this about Patrick Mahomes. He's been the best player on the best team for now five years. And it's, I know it's tough to say when there's so many of these franchises, like the Jets here in New York, that never win. He only has one. I think he has the most to gain, the most to lose in this game because he is the best player in the league. And to George's point, he hasn't been great, but he knows how to get his team to this game. Now it's up to him, 60 minutes to get it done. And Harry Lyles Jr. 
I do kind of want to push back on this idea that Patrick Mahomes has never been good in the Super Bowl because he was running for his life against the Buccaneers and was still making some of the most incredible throws that we've ever seen. Uh, But I do think Frank is right here that he both has the most to gain and the most to lose just because of, and I'm going to walk around a banned word here, the way that we talk about Patrick Mahomes is dependent on this game because if he (laughs) wins this one, then we talk about him the way that we should as the most skilled quarterback that football has ever seen. And if he loses this, you are going to have a contingent of people, a large one at that, that talk about him as, hey, can he actually win the big game? Which would be a ridiculous argument to me, but people are going to make it nonetheless. Let's zoom out for a second then. The number one thing it will take for the Eagles to win this Super Bowl and the number one thing it will take for Kansas City to win this Super Bowl. Around the horn, George Dano. Tony, I think that with the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, the biggest difference between him last season and this season is his ability to push the ball down the field. He had more connections down the field, 20 yards or more in the air uh, this season than he did last season by a long shot. So A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, to me, that's a big key. And fourth downs, Tony, for the Eagles because they converted 25 of those. That's the most in 45 years during the regular season. For the Chiefs, it's simple. Protect Patrick Mahomes. Make sure he isn't getting, isn't running around like Harry alluded to in that Super Bowl with the Bucks, And they can run the ball to kind of offset some of the pressure with Patrick Mahomes. Frank Isola. I think for the Chiefs, it's definitely uh, protecting Patrick Mahomes. You go back to that first game against Jacksonville. When he got hurt, he came back in the game. Jacksonville never put a rush on him. Cincinnati did a little bit better. But if they can protect him, it's going to be very difficult for Philadelphia to win, in my opinion. He'll just pick you apart. For the Eagles, I think they just control the ball. Keep the ball on the ground. Run it. Keep Mahomes off the field as much as you can. Try to eat up as much clock as possible. I think that'll be their best chance of winning, especially with that defense that they have. Harry Lyles, Jr., Well, for me, the Eagles won. They have to make Patrick Mahomes look human. He is the best player in football without question, and I think that they have one big advantage in terms of making him look human, which is, one, their defensive line, which is actually good at rushing the passer. We saw the Bengals getting to him with just three. And, of course, the ankle, the most famous or infamous ankle, depending on which way you want to look at it, that we've ever talked about in NFL history because of this game. If they can get to him and get hits on that ankle and progressively make that worse possibly during the game, I think that's a big factor. For the Chiefs, you have to defend well. Miles Sanders had almost 1,300 rushing yards a season, 11 touchdowns. He is a player that is going to be big in this game. One, just because if you're able to run the football, that's one thing you have to do to win football games in the postseason and obviously defend. But also, you have two incredible receivers in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown that you cannot get cooked by on a regular basis in this game because they are going to get theirs. It just can't be on a regular basis. Courtney Cronin. Hate to sound cliche here, but this game's going to be won up front and by the Eagles' defense. They can win with four. Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargrave, Brandon Graham, all of those guys have more than 10 sacks this season. This team, in 19 games, has 78 sacks. So they want to make this like the last time we saw Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl where he had that bum toe against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and couldn't move around that well. You want to get to him, you want to knock him out early the way that they did against the San Francisco 49ers in in the NFC Championship game. And then for the for the Kansas City Chiefs, I know this sounds weird, but they've got to find offense outside of Travis Kelsey. Who else is going to show up for Patrick Mahomes? Because you go back to that divisional playoff game against Jacksonville. It was Travis Kelsey for 14 catches, two touchdowns, 98 yards, and it was no one else. Of course, injuries affected the receiving core in the AFC Championship game, but I need Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I need Isaiah Pacheco, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony. 
Tony, all of the other receivers not named Travis Kelsey to step up and give Patrick Mahomes an option to keep that offense off to a hot start. Okay. Continuing to drill down on here for a second, I, I, I sense the way some of you are leaning here, but when it comes to number one offense, Kansas City, versus the number one defense, at least in some measures, is how Philly ended this season. Would you rather have the defense or the offense in one game, in one Super Bowl? Frank Isola? I'd, I'd still rather have Kansas City's offense because of Patrick Mahomes. That's why I think for Kansas City's defense, and their defense has played very well. Everyone talks about Philly's defense. Kansas City is good, and when you look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, a lot of pressure is going to be on him because, you know, we get into this discussion all the time. Is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? Clearly Jalen Hurts is because he's in the game, but he hasn't had to be great in those first two games. Maybe that will be the case on Sunday, but he hasn't been really able to throw the ball down the field a lot since that sh- uh, the shoulder injury. He's a leader. He's a tough guy, absolutely. I'm interested to see how he's going to play if he's playing from behind. We don't know. Harry Lowell Jr.? Yeah, for me, it's the Chiefs offense just because, again, Patrick Mahomes. And I know we keep talking about this ankle. I'll take him on a bad ankle over any quarterback in the NFL. And because of that, you're, you don't have to play as elite defense as you have to Uh-oh. in any you other You avoided case. one so bad word. You, that, you, you walked into I, I another. You can avoid the LOS. Just take it. Okay, well, so I'm <laughs> sensing everybody's got Mahomes over Hurts head-to-head. They don't play head-to-head, though. I mean, Hurts is up against KC's defense, and Mahomes is up against Philly's defense. Courtney? No, that's the reason I have Jalen Hurts in this matchup. They are not the NFL's number one rushing offense without the contributions from Jalen Hurts. And you're going up against the Kansas City defense that's given up the third most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season. But we always talk about Jalen Hurts and his legs. Let's not forget that he has the best passer rating of any quarterback in the postseason on throws of 25 yards or more downfield. And Kansas City has had a lot of trouble defending those sorts of passes. So if he gets out of the pocket, he can beat you that way. And he can also beat you with his arm because he's got a lot of receivers to throw to. I think you're tipping your hand a little bit on your pick. Sedano, how about you? Just a little bit. Uh, Tony, to me, it is Patrick Mahomes for all the reasons that they, the guys alluded to earlier. I mean, he's basically Dan Marino and Steve Young had a baby, and that's what Patrick Mahomes is. But in regards to the defenses and, and putting pressure on the quarterbacks, look, Hassan Reddick has been fantastic. He's in top two in, in pass rush rate and sack rate percentage. But let's not forget that Frank Clark also has been fantastic for the Chiefs in the postseason. If he gets a sack in this one, he becomes the number two guy tying with Bruce Smith as far as postseason sacks. And then he could be only one of three guys then with Willie McGinnis uh, being one of them uh, that he could have three or a sack in three different Super Bowls. So Frank Clark has come up huge in these moments. Charles Haley is the other guy that I was thinking of has come up huge in these moments, particularly in the postseason for the Chiefs. So Jalen Hurts needs to be careful because mm-hmm. Frank Clark steps up big in the All right, game. real quick, looking for an X-Factor, one sentence or fewer. Frank Isolar, X-Factor going into this game. Who can make things a little bit it's wild. Like, it, if you're a quarterback, it's like worrying about where Micah Parsons is. You're facing the Eagles. You better worry about where Hassan Reddick is. Here's a guy that knocked out Brock Purdy in the last Aaron game. Lyles, Jr. I'm worried about him. Miles Sanders, when he rushes for 70 yards or more, the Eagles are 9 40 Cronin. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, if he doesn't beat you with his trash talk, he can beat you by picking you off. George Sedano. Isaiah Pacheco, because he could take the pressure off of Patrick Mahomes with that running. And now we have arrived at the moment. Let's go to the big board for the who you got. Mm -hmm. Three for Kansas City. And, yes, Courtney, I sensed you were going Philadelphia. And look at that prop bet. You got A.J. Brown over, over receiving yards, Courtney. 
I do, and I know that he only has 50 receiving yards in the postseason, but the Chiefs' defense has really struggled to contain number one wide receivers, and they've given up the fifth most yards after the catch. So and George, you're on that AJ prop Brown. as well, A.J. Brown. And Harry, you like uh, KC yep. field goal. Frank, what are you doing? You're doing the anthem? That, that was the most exciting thing for you? I want to know if I have money before the game even starts. That's why it's the anthem for me. There you go. All right. Frankie Ice. I'm taking a prop bet that people will have their cameras and their phones in front of their faces instead of watching the game in the background. And the refs will have one moment that makes you think what happened here. Buy or sell on the other side. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. NFL honors last night. Game with Hall of Fame announcements. And I know it's a thing now that you always shoot the video of the knock at the door, telling the guy, and most of these guys may know, but this is always awesome. Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Rondé Barber, Joe Klecko, Chuck Halley, about to get that moment. Wow. And then about the awards, did they get them right? Patrick Mahomes, MVP, you all agree with that, but the others had some debate. Brian Dayball, Coy, Sauce Gardner, D-Roy, Garrett Wilson, O'Roy, Geno Smith, C-Poy, Nick Bosa, D-Poy, Justin Jefferson, <laughs> O-Poy. Courtney, did they get him right? <laughs> yes, they did. And anybody who said that Geno Smith do- didn't come back from anything to win Comeback Player <laughs> of the Year award doesn't understand the significance of having a breakout season as a quarterback at 32 years old. Okay. His career was effectively over before this season. He had started five games in the last six seasons. And then this season, he leads the NFL in completion percentage, nearly 70%, leads the NFC in touchdown passes, and oh, by the way, gets the Seahawks into the playoffs. Okay. Absolutely call that a come. So that's a come. Usually it goes to somebody coming back from injury. 
and Brian Robinson no was shot in the summer and came back to play. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Harry Lyles Jr.? Tony, I'll tell you what Geno Smith came back from. He came back from being drafted into terrible circumstances. That's a <laughs> Okay. Uh, if there was one that I had to change, though, I, I am cool with all these, but if there was one I had to change, I think I would give coach of the year to Doug Peterson just because he came into a situation where Urban Meyer didn't even get to the end of the job because he did almost everything in his power to ruin the Jaguars. So that's the only one that I would change. Frank Isola. Yeah, and every year, there's o- in every sport, there's always about 10 coaches that you could say is the coach of the year. But come on, can we give the Jets a little love here with what happened yesterday? Even Geno Smith winning the award. You have Joe Klecko getting into the Hall of Fame. Darrell Revis. The Jets don't have many nights like this. Now go out and get Aaron Rodgers. We'll make it a great offseason. Well, I mean, right. How many times do you get the, the rookies of the year on both sides of the field? Don't give them credit for Geno Smith, though. <laughs> Geno Smith gets his own credit. He wouldn't credit. be coming back the, from something. The Jets He's coming back. have nothing. Go ahead, Very George Sedano. Tony, I would also add that they could have had another player win Offensive Rookie of the Year had he not gotten hurt in Brees Hall. He was an incredible player for them. The Jets' future is certainly bright, and they are a quarterback away from being one of these teams that will have to be reckoned with. In the, the All AFC, right, so your takeaway is the Jets are on the clock here. Okay, an interesting yeah. take. We, we've, we've heard that before, but <laughs> it's never panned out. Not exactly. We'll move on. Buy or sell to Anthony Davis' his explanation on why some thought he didn't celebrate LeBron's record. Said about the game. I mean, we lose the Oklahoma City Thunder game, we need it. And I was pissed off that we were losing. That's simple. I mean, nothing had to do with LeBron. He knows that. Everybody else outside looking in, that's their opinion. George, buy or sell that. Tony, I'm selling it only because I do believe that maybe it's part of the reason, but I don't think it's the real reason. I think the toxic nature of that team, clearly there were a lot of issues with Russell Westbrook, particularly in that game. If you recall, the officials were trying to get him to get out to the bench when he was being subbed out. He didn't like being subbed out. There was an argument with him and the officials and his coaching staff, which bled in to the halftime. I feel like Anthony Davis was just over all of that. 40 Cronin. They were losing before LeBron hit that record-setting shot, and they couldn't close out the number 12 team in the Western Conference. I don't know who half the players were playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder the other night. That's how bad the Lakers got owned, and I can understand Anthony Davis's frustrations with that. He's also coming back from a long injury absence, trying to get himself back into shape. Looked like he was dealing with something minor physically the other night. I think he just got caught at a bad moment, but I also don't buy that he didn't know that that was the record-setting shot. Yeah, I don't buy that he wasn't aware, but I do buy that he was frustrated because I think most of us saw the clip of LeBron mic'd up saying, hey, man, I love you. And he said, I know to Anthony Davis, which indicated that he knew that he was frustrated about something. So to me, yes, I do buy that he was frustrated. I don't know if he told us everything. Okay, this is why people don't like the media. We want the players to care about the games, to care about winning. We got a guy telling you, yeah, heaven forbid I was okay. worried about the game and now we're knocking the guy. By the way, LeBron had a party after the game. True story. He showed up with two goats, and I'm not talking about Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. He showed up at the party with two four-legged animals, two goats. How, how a little bizarre is that? <laughs> True story. George Sedano, Frank Isola. Enjoy the game. Cronin, Lyles, you got some showdown work to do. Human. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Number three, an undefeated LSU versus number one, an undefeated South Carolina Super Sunday. Courtney, how is the big game before the big game going to be won? Big games won by Aaliyah Boston, recording her ninth double-double in her last ten games. Dawn Staley's team gets the dub before her other team, the Philadelphia Eagles, get the dub. Mm-hmm. Harry Lyles, Jr.? It is won by Aaliyah Boston. LSU also struggled this past week, had a few close wins. My favorite stat of this, though, LSU is 22-17 and 17 all-time in this series. South Carolina's won the last 13 in a row. They're going to make it 14. Mm, I didn't know that stat. That's good. Um, I'll give the point to Harry because, Courtney, you, you gave us the double-double stat for Aaliyah Boston. She is a double-double machine, but not as much as Angel Reese, who has a double-double in every game this year for LSU. We'll move on. New all-star starters in the NBA because of injuries. So you know how everyone got upset? About who the starters were and who the snubs are. Now it doesn't matter. Morantz, Embiid, and Lori Markinen started the All-Star game. And the once snubbed reserves now, Darren Fox, Pascal Siakam, Anthony Edwards. Edwards says he's going to get all the shots in the game. All the shots. Take the MVP. Harry, your takeaway. Lori Markinen starting stood out to me, but I know you see this Atlanta behind me. Anthony Edwards, and also another Atlanta product, he is going to do exactly what he said. He's going to score all the points, and he's going to take home the MVP. Courtney Cronin. This sounds like Anthony Edwards trying to portray the character he played in the Adam Sandler movie Hustle. I am all here for it. He's going to intimidate everybody in the Eastern Conference part of this All-Star game and score this all is, of them. This is why it's, we always want to do that snub story. The next day after it's announced, and then there's three or four injuries and everybody gets in. We'll split the point and move on. The meal between Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, Joe Montana, and Ciara was in it too. It's the new coach and QB's first meeting. Based on this photo, how do you imagine things went, Courtney? Very corporate, I guess, was corn on the menu because I can't imagine this to not have been a very corny conversation between Russell Wilson Mm. and Sean Payton, especially after Sean Payton told him he couldn't have his quarterbacks coach anymore. Mm. Harry? You know, I just look at all of these people at this dinner. It's a very talented table. Uh, you know, that we're looking at, including Joe Montana, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And I still think the most talented person at said dinner is Sierra. Uh, so that, to me, is the highlight of this dinner. Mm. I don't know about it. Uh, you went for the corny joke, Courtney. Courtney. Uh, but it's not going to get to the points. FaceTime, Harry Lyles. So as you all know that there is a Rihanna concert going on Sunday that is going to be interrupted by a football game between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, I was going through Rihanna's discography as somebody who loves her music, and I wanted to pick out some tunes that I personally would like to hear on Sunday, which include 
Ponder Replay, I know I Solo, that's a song that you like, SOS, Disturbia is one of my personal favorites, Rude Boy, Only Girl, Birthday Cake, doesn't quite fit the event, but I think it would still be a good one to hear, uh, as well as Diamonds, obviously, and from Anti Needed Me, I think that is the best track from that particular album, that is what I would like to hear. Either way, it's going to be an incredible performance that I am very much looking forward to. There he is, today's Hi. champion, Harry Lyles, and I just want, I want to capture the moment, Harry, again, I, I still believe. <laughs> Come on, Tony, live the moment, man. All right, there Roman we go. Tony and remember, let's not, this is my picture. Super Bowl, Roman numerals, all right? I love them, all right? This is one of the only places, Roman numerals in Rocky movies, the end of movies, and the Super Bowl. Let's start busy season. We're on a 71-half-hour <laughs> break. We'll see you Monday.